So I like to, I have like one fun thing I get my clients to do with their kids and um, they invite them to either make a list um, with their kids like okay what are cool things you want to do like where would you got to go to visit make a make or you can either do a vision board and then get them to like you know it's like almost like a santa list but it's like whatever way you can do it with them and then we're like okay so there's 20 things on this right well let's go around and let go of 20 things let's like make space for the 20 things to to come into our lives okay. um, and put that list up and they can you know so it's like teaching them a little bit of manifesting but also that if they want new things to come in they have to let go of other things Hi guys, I'm your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. Hi, Patricia. Hi there. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm sitting in Greece, uh, in Catalonia, and there's a storm brewing up outside. So I'm going to be uh, tucked in for the next uh, couple of hours at home. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you're in Greece. That's like on my bucket list for sure. How is it? Oh, really? Oh, it's it's amazing. I have been here every summer for the last five years. And um, yeah, I just fell in love with it after coming for a week. And uh, my husband and I came back now we yeah we've been here for eight months this time so yeah we love it oh that's incredible well you're gonna have to tell me all about it at another time because yeah I definitely want to visit soon and you'll have to tell me where you've been and what you love and Mm -hmm. yeah all of it yeah so everyone out there listening today we have Patricia Lohan here with us and she is a feng shui specialist am I saying that right yeah, Thanks, perfect. Okay. And she mostly works with women, but women and families to bring peace, abundance, prosperity into the home and energy, right? Good energy. Um, so I'm Good so excited energy. to pick your brain about this. Um, but why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about you? Who is Patricia? Yeah, for sure. So um, I am from Ireland. I'm from the West Coast of Ireland. And I've been doing feng shui for the little so I was 15, I've been always interested in this and I just love helping people have, you know, more joy, more ease, more flow in their life. I started out on this journey um, through training in yoga and um, then lots of other holistic practices. I worked with um, a lot of kids and neurodiverse children uh, and then it led me to um, working with people in their homes and seeing how we can bring them harmony into their homes. So yeah, it's uh, been a fun journey. Um, I love travel. I've been, like, we live in Greece, but um, we lived in Bali for a couple of years and I've tried out New York and Slovenia and Italy. Um, but now we just love Greece. And um, I've got my husband who works with me in my business and our little dog, Toby. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so you said New York. So I'm in New York. Were you in New York City? or? Oh, wow. Yes. So we um, ended up living in Soho for the summer. Oh, nice. So we like three months in Soho in the summer. It was warm, <laughs> but it was yeah. amazing. I've always loved New York. Really, really just loved it. We had a fantastic time and we did consider like moving there. So maybe sometime we will end up in New York or maybe Long Island because um, we loved being out by the sea yeah. uh, and being able to go back into Manhattan and have all of the fun uh the fun there and the activity and vibrancy. So yeah, we tested loads of places and it is definitely on a, my bucket list. 
Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about feng shui. So what is it? Why do you love it so much? And how did you start when you were 15? That's very young. I know. Uh, So feng shui is, I like to describe it as acupuncture for your home. So it's all about balancing the harmony, balancing the energies of your home. So um, at the beginning, we talked about bringing energy and it's not necessarily about bringing energy. Energy is coming in anyways, regardless. Uh, But it's making sure that the energy that is in your home is balanced and happy. And when you change, like translate the characters into English, the Chinese characters are functioning in English, it means um, good health and good harvest. So it's really all about creating a happy, healthy, wealthy home for everybody in it. Okay. Um, it's 5,000 year years old. And actually the other day on a podcast interview, the guy was like, and it was banned. And I was like, it was. And I don't usually like bring that in. But oh, I think no. it's fascinating to know that it was actually illegal in the 90s, like 80s and 90s to practice it in China. Like because, you know, during that um, communist era, it was seen as something that is very empowering for people so obviously they did not want something that's so empowering um in the hands of the people so some of my teachers would have been training illegally and would have fled to be able to continue the practice so it's stuck around for five thousand years old it's overcome being banned and being brought back and it is still flourishing and um, thriving I've seen so much amazing success for myself but also for my community with this practice Um, and how did I get started when I was 15 so my family we moved house when we were when we were 15 so my parents business was doing great and we upgraded to a new home it was completely refurbished and it was in the best area the best address most beautiful home we moved in and pretty quickly things started to go really wrong like in terms of health in terms of um, relationships um, legal issues it was kind of like are we jinxed? Like, what just right, happened? Like, like bad juju old- type of stuff? Like, yeah, real serious like, bad juju. And it continued while we lived in that house. And um, I was about 15 at the time. And for some reason, I came across this practice. I don't know whether I heard it on, like, afternoon TV or something. But yeah. I asked about book. I asked for books about it for Christmas. So I got books about it. I was doing my own room. Then I actually made my parents hire someone <laughs> to oh come and function away our house. So I just knew there was something in me. And I, I remember talking to a coach years ago and, and saying this. And she was like, well, you know, your soul knows what you're meant to do. It just can take a time for you to catch up with it. Yeah. Um, so I really was completely hooked by it. Uh, I then kind of went on a very, you know, I don't know, away from that more alternative interest into um, studying business and, you know, was very much down that like corporate business route. Okay. And then I quit it all and headed to India and trained as a yoga teacher and started opening up to the lots of different energies. And, yeah. and that's when I brought Feng Shui back into my life when I wanted to call in love. And I I decided to um, call in love using my using my apartment. So I started doing the Feng Shui in my apartment. And like very soon after I met my now husband who had also Feng Shui to his house. No way. <laughs> I mean, that was one of my questions. Like, how do you feng shui a husband? Like, so this is like manifesting that type of energy to bring him to you. Is that what you would call it? 
Yeah, and I like to think that like feng shui is really about the missing piece of the jigsaw with um, manifesting because, you know, we're all about like the vision, the intentions, mm -hmm. the affirmations, the pictures, the visualization, yeah. like all of that and um, the journaling, like you can do all those fun things and mm -hmm. feel the feelings. But if your bedroom is not ready and there's no space for someone in your bedroom and it's not set up in alignment with that, it's literally still like repelling love. So it's about setting up your environment for what it is that you want to call in. Yeah. And, you know, feng shui can be often like misunderstood because they think it's about like moving furniture. And, you know, I did do some moving your furniture in that bedroom, but I, it wasn't really about the furniture's like position mm -hmm. of it. It's more about the energetics and the aesthetics um, of the room and how I intentionally made space for someone to be in my bedroom. Okay. Um, and that is what I like to say to people is like, you can make your home like a vision board for your future or it can remain being a shrine to your past. And mm. this is something that you have, you know, within your control, you know, there is yeah. a lot of crazy stuff going on outside and the outside world, yes. you know, but we all are so blessed if we're listening to this, we have a home and yes. Like it's our job to really, it's it's the sanctuary for our bodies, for our families. Yes. It's our safe space. Yeah. And um, yeah. creating that sanctuary is um, is really important and it can have a profound impact. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because like when I started um, just like doing a little research and stuff and I knew we, this interview was coming up, I started panicking and my husband like came what? downstairs, not for you, but because my house, I'm like, oh my God, do I have bad energy in the house? Like I like was ready to get rid of so many things. And he's like, all right, just hold on. Can you just talk to her first before you start like rolling <laughs> stuff out towards the trash? But it it is so true about like how we just hold on to so much stuff. Like I feel like my husband and I always try to be more minimalist. Um, mm -hmm. But then, you know, my child, like my child has a birthday and now we're overloaded with toys again. And it's just like, what would you recommend for parents that are in the position with kids where kids just have a lot of stuff? Like, how can we keep it? You know, do we, you get rid of stuff when you get new stuff or like, how do you do it? Um, I think it's a dance between all of these things. And it's also about defining things, you know, like um, a lot of people sometimes when you start like going down the kind of Google route of like what's going on in the world, like about feng shui, you're like, oh no, like, um, I don't know if you can hear the mad storm that's going on outside. No, I can't. <laughs> it's like a crazy storm and lightning and everything. <laughs> All our furniture is blowing around outside. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, this one is like, what? So I'm distracted. I'm sorry. Oh, um, okay. So when it comes to have kids having so much stuff, yes. So what I like to do is say, you know, there's a few aspects to this. Number one, it's like um, about like what is clutter. It's like the definition of what is clutter. Like mm -hmm. for me, clutter is not the, you know, the dishes on the counter. It's not the laundry room where the, you know, where the laundry is being moved, you know, okay, it gets a bit busy. Um, and it's not the kid's playroom where all the toys are scattered all over the place because that's called life. You know, I yeah. really want people to come into that. That's life. And you can still feng shui your house having all of those things because, you know, ultimately all those spots are going to, it's just moving and the chi mm -hmm. is moving. Yeah. And um, what's more of a concern to me is about like, is where is there stagnancy in the house as opposed to where is there um, like kind of the, the life stuff. So it's diving a little bit deeper and looking in spaces that things aren't moving. You know, okay. so you may have the kids may have loads of stuff, but 
this is where this whole idea of, oh, we'll just get another storage container. And I'm like, don't get another storage container. Get rid okay. of the storage containers because okay. they disguise that, you know, we can go into a play into a playroom or a kid's bedroom and see it and be like, oh, this is quite organized. But yeah. organized doesn't mean good feng shui. Organized can often mean invisible clutter that okay. is creating stagnancy. And, um, you know, every part of your home represents a different part of your life. Mm-hmm. And, and even like the kid's bedroom or your bedroom or the living room, if there's some of those little spots that have, um, you know, boxes of toys that have been there for six months or eight months mm-hmm. and haven't been touched, do the kids miss them? How Are they ever right. going to miss them? If it happened to go boom, 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 out the door and then you're like, oh, look at this. I feel some freedom. Yes. Um, so that's, first of all, I'm like minimize the, the actual storage spaces and have less space to store children's toys. You okay. know, so the same for books we had this experience in our house a few years ago I had four massive bookcases Mm -hmm. so what's on all the bookcases of course you're going to fill them up right so you're if you don't have the bookcase you don't need all the books and then you're like why am I keeping all these hundreds of books I'm am I ever going to read any of them again and if I am which ones you know so Uh, and I think this is also an important thing for parents to be like role models for the the holding on of things, you know, yeah. okay, if you're good at letting go of your books and, you know, your clothes and, and kind of constantly, you know, just like, you know, this is worn out or this is not working or actually I don't use this anymore. Yes. You're the kind of like the lead in this. Yes. Um, and with kids, it's like one of the most powerful things you can um, really train your kids to get used of is letting go. Because when they physically let go of things, they're also going to be emotionally and mentally able to get let go on a better, like it's, it's, it's all like symbolic. So they're letting go physically, but also it's all those deeper levels and that can really make a massive difference. So I like to, I have like one fun thing I get my clients to do with their kids and um, they invite them to either make a list um, with their kids, like, okay, what are cool things you want to do? Like, where would you got to go to visit, make a, make, or you can either do a vision board and then get them to like, you know, it's like almost like a Santa list, but it's like whatever way you can do it with them. And then we're like, okay, so there's 20 things on this, right? Well, let's go around and let go of 20 things. Let's like make space for the 20 things to, to come into our lives okay. um, and put that list up and they can, you know, so it's like teaching them a little bit of manifesting, but also that if they want new things to come in, they have to let go of other things. Okay. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a physical swap out, you know, it could be an experience or it could be good grades or it could be, you know, fun. Like I want to go to the park or, I want to travel here or have this for my party, you know, as you talked about the parties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like feng shui for me isn't really about minimalism, but it really is helpful for you to become more conscious of what's coming in. So, okay. for example, you talked about the kid's birthday party, right. a birthday and all the presents. So then it's like, OK, you know, in my family, for my nephews, I have a thing with my sister. I'm like, I'll buy them experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm not into stuff. They're just like, they have enough stuff. So that's up to you then to be, okay, well, what's your boundary around things coming in? Is mm-hmm. it give them an experience or let's pull together for something that they really want or need? Um, and you become like a better, you know, it's better boundaries essentially because it's your house. They're going to, the stuff's going to come into. Absolutely. Yeah. We're kind of just coming up on this phase because my daughter's getting older. So, you know, she has a friend's mm-hmm. birthday party where, you know, the friends buy her gifts. Um, and we mm-hmm. have tried to, you know, do other things like, 
um, you know, bring food for the local food pantry instead of a gift. And somehow we still end up with like a pile of gifts. But we do um, kind of we tell her we're like, you know, when stuff comes in, then we need to get th- get rid of some old things that you don't mm-hmm. use, you know, any longer and try to balance it a little bit with that. I love the experiences. I mean, we are we're definitely we're already talking about that for Christmas. You know, what experiences can we do yeah. together with your cousins, you know, instead of getting toys that, yeah. you know, you don't need, um, you yeah. know, that type of thing. And I do love that. And I so with the experiences, though, as well, like, would you still create space like do a list like that like you said to yeah. create space in the house 100 percent. because okay. then they can let go of physical things to make space for it like okay. so i've had a, a client who had a, a and, and this all unfolded from a, a client who was just like my kids go away at the weekend to their dads they come back with a load of junk stuff again and the house is full of clutter again and it's more mm-hmm. stuff and i was like write a list of what the things you need like what are, so she was like i want a new washing machine I want, I need, I want money for the, for Christmas presents, this, this, this. So it was just like all her thing for herself. Like it wasn't even just for the, for the child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I love that. I mean, I, I, I want to make a list for myself. I definitely want to make a list for my daughter as well. Um, I mean, do you do this at all times or would you do this just around the holidays or is this just like if you have if you're struggling with clutter would you just decide to make a list and that would create space type of thing? Oh, did I get you? There you are. Can you hear me? Yes, so our power. Yes. Did the power go out? Hi. The power went out and it's back again. But um, oh, I'm just on my phone tethering now. Okay. Sorry. No problem. Um, we were talking uh, about the list, um, how your client made the list. Yeah. yeah, so she made the list of the things that she wanted. So, for example, a new washing machine, um, money for the kids' toys at Christmas, for whatever presents she needed. Um, it was like for a holiday. She wrote her own personal list of what she wanted um, and then was able to kind of like, that was it. It was like, make space for what is it you want because things are going to be coming in anyway. So if you get that sense of clarity um, and she couldn't believe it, she's like, oh my God, like a few weeks later, she's like, all the things, it all, it's all happened. No like, way. Course. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a parent, like, would you make the list for your child or do you want your child to make the list? You make the list for yourself, just to clarify this. You can make it for yourself and then your kids can make one as well. Okay. All right. That's great. I love that. I'm definitely going to try that with my daughter because she has a hard time letting go of things, which I think we all do at certain points. But I mean, even like she even saves like piles of like papers that she draws on and like doesn't let go of those. And I'm like, I don't understand. Why do you have piles of papers in your room? So I definitely need to to work with her on some of that. And I know obviously personally, I definitely have a hard time getting rid of clothes and certain things so I can so there you go yeah so maybe that's the thing maybe that's it like it's like okay well these are the things I'm hard it's harder for me to let go of so um and then it's like well what is it that you're what is it that you're holding on to you know what I don't know you know is it a time in your life right where I didn't well I mean I grew up with not a lot of things um you know I got mostly clothes from my sister so I feel like it has something to do with like my childhood where I didn't have like you know abundant nice clothes I guess you can say so yeah yeah, so like I have a hard time maybe getting rid of it because I'm afraid that that might happen or you know unconsciously um I don't know I think it has something to do with that though 
I'm not sure. And you can totally just shine a light on it. The more you like sit with it and like hold a piece and you're like, what am I afraid of if I let go of this piece? Like yeah. what, are, what is, what's the, what's going to happen? Right. And, um, you know, I had a massive clear out of loads of clothes years ago and I just realized they were so attached to like my exes and a different kind of life that I led. And yeah. it was actually pretty toxic when I was like, yeah. I know they were expensive and beautiful clothes, but it was not the lifestyle that I even would even want to be near right now. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. So, I mean, storage closets where we're hiding all these things, would that be mm -hmm. like your first yeah. go-to to like be like, clean out this, get rid of stuff that is not serving us any longer? I for me, for sure, because like, if you think about back to feng shui, like acupuncture for your home, mm -hmm. it's like we're, where there's stagnancy, we want to remove it and kind of bring bring flow. Yeah. And, you know, don't if you say that clothes are difficult, don't start with clothes. You know, start with the Tupperware cupboard, start with the kitchen pantry and yeah. start to refresh there because yeah. um, every area represents a different part of your life. So you can start to um, really just do a one, a refresh would be the first thing I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that... <laughs> It's kind of crazy because like we, I feel like in America, you know, we have these big houses or whatever, you know, lots mm -hmm. of storage space to put stuff, but then you're right. It like, it never gets used. I mean, besides like, you know, decorations that you put away until the season yeah. comes up or whatnot. But like, I mean, if I think of my storage that we have in our basement, I've been saying for like months, I'm like, we need to do a clean out and like donate this, some of this stuff that isn't used any longer. Um, like, how does this affect... So this keeps us from bringing in abundance into our home. Yeah, it keeps you from bringing in abundance in your home. Like the attic is definitely impacting the, um, or sorry, the basement is definitely impacting kind of like things that are like shoved under the carpet, like emotional things, like your house is like a mirror. So where there's stuck energy, um, you're certainly going to be seeing a sense of stuckness and not as much movement or not as much kind of like, yeah, joy and peace you could possibly have and um, from a prosperity perspective like every house has its own unique um energy so you know there's some houses that are built that are going to be very positive for prosperity and mm -hmm. um, just like the house that we moved into when i was with my family at 15. money was not an issue like it was a very very good house for money but if everyone's sick and everyone's fighting and there's loads of legal suits like no amount of money is going to be you know helpful yeah really you know it's not going to be you know it was fun, it was useful but not going to be the great best thing ever because we were everyone was like in a in a very terrible space so the same thing there's houses that are very good and not so good for money the same goes for um houses that are good supportive for people that's based on the year that they're built so okay. um when we do feng shui we're analyzing like based the year it's built the shape of the house um the external um energy of the house because this practice when it first came into evolution or when it was first kind of created it was like okay well let's look at the land and see where we're going to put this house mm. you know let's look and see we don't want it too close to the water because that's gonna you know the, the river could flood we yeah. don't want it like up on the top of a hill because it's really hard to get up to let's put it with some support some mountain support we don't want the wind to be able to get at it so where's the best light so mm. it was very much intentional and that means that it's going to be a very safe, secure space. And this now we know houses it's like here's some plots of land. Let's like put up these houses. And um, when feng shui started to evolve, um, we basically rebalance a home so that it does feel like it's fully connected to nature and will bring in the elements to harmonize it because it's linked with traditional um, five element um, theory. 
So we're working with the elements to bring in. So, you know, clutter and stuff is definitely one aspect of the feng shui mm-hmm. um, and of the, the impact of energy in your home. And it's something that everybody can start with today yeah and you don't have to do every part of your home today like that would possibly be way too scary but you could (laughs) go into the kitchen and do a little bit um and you know build up that that momentum yeah so you could for sure yeah now you're talking about the bones of the house right so like is that can any house be helped even if it has a bad like energy or like are there houses that are like cursed or Um, so, you know, every house, uh, basically when we feng shui a house, like ev- I've never told anyone to move house and there's some houses that are going to be more auspicious than others, but there's always something that we can do to improve the energy. So, um, it's not about feeling doomed, you know, and that was the first, that's, you said, you're like, oh my God, when I started doing the feng shui, I re- like read about feng shui, I was like, oh my God, our house. And I'm like, no, you know, and that's one of the things to recognize that, you know, you're never going to get a perfect feng shui house. There is always going to be something that could be improved or, or, right. or changed. You know, currently we live in a house here in Greece and, you know, feng shui experts would say don't live in a house where the front door faces to a bathroom. Ours does. We, have okay. a, we still have a great business. Things are fine. Like, because I still balance every other part of my home. I don't didn't like blacklist this house because of that right. one thing. Right. There's never going to be one defining thing that has completely jinxed your house. Um, okay. You know, so it's and, and oftentimes we think it's more about like the structural where the kitchen is or where the stairs are because of this is here. Um, and it's not about that at all. It's it's about um, the energy. So it is. But um, and the other things can kind of make some different kinds of impacts, but it's never so serious. OK. Now, what did you say about the bathroom? Like, what does it have to do with the bathroom? Talk to me about that. Oh, yeah. So the front door um, coming into the bathroom. So the bathroom is a place where you let go and you release. Um, it's also associated water. So when you're bringing the energy into your house, which is your front door, which is the mouth of your home, and if it's coming to the bathroom, would say, you know, if the bathroom door was left open and the toilet seat was up and the sheet coming in facing the door, you know, we haven't experienced anything negative here in our house, you know, but um, it's more of the structural setup of a house. It's probably, it's not the auspicious location of a bathroom and a house but it's not you know there's other things that we will do to mitigate it and I'll put specific remedies in specific places to to make sure that it's okay okay so what would you do like so the bathroom you're saying you should like keep the door shut or what's the what is it around the bathroom whether your front door is you know it doesn't matter it doesn't regardless of whether your front door is facing your bathroom or not it's more about the um the, when you look at when you wherever your bathroom is it's a good idea to keep the doors closed to keep the toilet seat down because that's just for bringing keeping the prosperity in as water is very connected with prosperity okay okay I like that one that's a good one for my husband <laughs> uh, yes the uh, automatic toilet toilet automatic toilet seats that close and automatic yeah, doors that's what then, I say to people. Okay. Inches the doors automatically that's great that's great so you work um mostly with women right so how do you empower women with feng shui so um essentially one of the big things about feng shui is that like every part of your home represents a different part of your life mm-hmm. and this is an amazing holistic practice to be able to look at and reflect at reflect on well what do you want you know mm-hmm. so when people come into our world I say to them, like, what is it that you want in your life? Like, what do you want for your family? What's your vision? What's your vision for your health? What's your vision for your career? Like, 
What's the impact you want to make in the world? Like, how do you want to shine your light? You know, how do you want to see yourself and your relationship flourishing? So um, when you start to balance the energy of your home, you're really tapping it into kind of universal source energy and you're making your home this harmonious environment to plant these seeds of intention. And what I see is, you know, People will come into our world when they're feeling like something needs to change, um, you know, whether it's in their finances or their relationships or their, you know, for their kids. And when we start working with the energy of the home, it starts helping everybody come into more flow. And then we start to see them kind of step up into their power. So my program is called Powerhouse. And essentially, I see it like a portal where women come in and start, you know, change your environment and then changing their life. So a bit like I talked about, you know, I set my bedroom up for love. Mm -hmm. You know, I work with clients to set their offices up for success, to look at their bedroom for a relationship. Let's work with your kids' bedrooms to make your kids sleep better so they're feeling better and then everyone's happier. You know, how can we um, look at what's in your space and how is it impacting you and does it align with your vision for where you're going? So it is a very empowering practice because you start to take control of an environment that um, can really support you on so many different levels. Yeah, I love that. So you would do that in the home and in office, your office as well, kind of create Mm -hmm. that same energy. Okay. Yeah. Now for um, my audience is mostly moms, you know, women that are pregnant or, you know, postpartum. Um, Is there a way so they're going into the hospital to have a baby? Like, is there a way to set up the energy well in the hospital? Yeah, for sure. So um, the first thing I would say with this um, is a lot about the intention. So if you know where you're going to be going, you know, the idea of like it's it's probably a bit trickier with that like but most most hospital rooms um or the hospital bed is with the head to the the head to the um to the wall and you can mm. see the door this is actually a best feng shui position for everyone's beds that's like for children and for parents and for everyone okay. um and if you are going into a space like that you don't know and you're you're going to be there you know you could bring some like either some um like some some kind of space clearing spray like you know clear the space so like in a hospital i think it's a little bit unique because i'm like we could we wouldn't be lighting incense or sage right so i'm like trying to think of an alternative i mean we could bring in some rose water or mm-hmm. some space clearing room room spray um for sure maybe you could bring in some kind of crystal to keep you grounded and connected to the earth okay. um you know even a photo of yourself and your partner would be really useful because it's just like well you know this is or your family so you're really creating a little sacred space for you and what's going to make it feel sacred for you and special for you maybe you have a blanket or a specific pillow that makes you feel good um, okay. and you know nurture and look after yourself that way and that's really what you what you can um do is is thinking what's going to make me feel more at home okay so almost like making like you're nesting there you're making your own little nest exactly. of like what's most important exactly. to you exactly okay yeah. now rose water like what is that's just like cleansing of the room yeah, so there's specifics. Um, you can get like specific room sprays that are like um, for clearing. Okay. So they would often be with like sage or with Palo Santo or like even um, like a lemon or a citrus would be very refreshing and cleansing. Um, but mm-hmm. then so you can get these beautiful space clearing sprays. Um, but then rose water is one you'll get like in a pharmacy or in like in a holistic store. And Rose water is water infused with rose petals and rose is that like energy of sweetness and love. Um, and that's a, something nice you could bring in as well. Sweetness, I love that. Um, now I heard you say sleep. So feng shui can help 
bring you good sleep. So I'm a sleep consultant. So I would love to hear like, how does it help you sleep better? Yeah, for sure. So there's a there's some just real significant do's and don'ts when it comes to bedrooms mm. and sleep. Um, and regardless of what the part of your home represents, it is important to um, be really mindful of the, the bedroom space. And I would say the very first thing is the um, the words that I like to associate with bedrooms is rest, romance and relaxation. So okay. for your own bedroom and yourself and your partner's bedroom, it's about like, is this place a Zen den for me and my partner, mm-hmm. you know? And oftentimes even the bedroom gets decorated and then it's just left and nothing kind of changes, which is completely fine. But then it's not going to be in alignment with may may not be set up intentionally for both of you to kind of live to be in harmony with each other. So, you know, as I talked about that bedroom that I functioned for calling in love, I had a beautiful double bed. I had really nice linen, um, I had really nice pillows. I also had two bedside tables, two lamps at equal sides, mm-hmm. equal, equal size. So that's that sense of like harmony and balance. Okay. Um, and then the artwork is important. So most of the time in the bedroom, we can find art that can be a little bit um, not really aligned with that theme of restaurants and relaxation. So for yourself and your partner, I would recommend having a picture of yourself and your partner on a really great day in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And um, if you are, if you did want to call in love, bring in a picture of, if you're single and you want to call in love, bring in a picture of, you know, a couple, um, you know, whether they're walking in hand in hand along a beach or doing the kind of activities that you love doing. Uh, and then also, if you are in a relationship, you can also bring in a piece of art that represents like, you know, intimacy or connection or love, just couples like and the most important thing in the bedroom is thinking in pairs and thinking about two of us in this room. Okay. So that um, idea of, say, for example, your uh, wardrobe space, like do you have all the wardrobe space, you have space for your partner. It doesn't mean that he, has, or he or she has to have all of the space, but can there be some part of it that works. Like I remember one lady we walked into her bedroom and she was just like, I'm welcome to my bedroom. And it was not like our bedroom, it was my bedroom. Okay. But it was all pink. There was like angels and fairies and oracle <laughs> cards and all stuff all over the room. And this guy did not get a word in edgeways. Like he just didn't you wouldn't even know he slept in this room. Right. You know, and it's about collaboration. So okay. for example, in our room, um I was redecorating it recently. And I picked like a few pictures because I was like, okay, I'm going to, I want to change the painting, picked a few pictures. And then I showed it to Ken and he was like, oh, that one. And I was like, oh, great. So, you know, I narrowed it down to these are the ones I like. And then it's like, and we picked it. So it was like collaborative and we looked at different things and we're like, what's the colors? So it doesn't need to be overly feminine, but not overly masculine. Okay. So somewhere in the middle. Um, and then the other thing about your bedroom is like making sure that it has clear boundaries from like work, from children and from other people and from exercise. So some of the things I don't recommend in your bedroom is family photos. I don't recommend um, fam- photos of any family members. I don't recommend altars or spiritual um, deities in your in your bedroom. Um, all, I don't recommend exercise equipment. And if it is, just like put a cover over it or is there a better place that it can go? Um, it's exhausting and tiring. And then um, technology, you know, mm. um, this, it was so interesting. I was just chatting to a lady yesterday and she's just like, oh my God, yes, she said, that's so true. She said she finds herself like waking up in the morning 
she's like on her phone scrolling and her husband's got his laptop out and he's working and you're like like this is not a rest romance relaxation space yeah and no boundaries so it's like well if this is what it's meant to be so it's like creating that clear intention is super important okay do you leave your phone outside the bedroom I do I have it I'm in charge in my office okay Um, and then I have an well I have an alarm clock in my house in Ireland but I don't use an alarm here in Greece so (laughs) that's that's nice nice. yeah Um, yeah so and you know there's so much energy on our phones and so Mm -hmm. much work and so much we do and there's just that even just from an EMF perspective of the energy being emitted being you know left beside our phone our head at night is not healthy or useful for people yeah okay yeah that's a great idea I mean we we definitely don't have technology but I think there's um in our bedroom but I think there's definitely some stuff that I can work on there I love all that advice now the exercise equipment why no exercise equipment I'm just curious. I don't, we don't um, have that in our room, but it's more like, it's more that it's like, it's exhaustion. Like it's like, right. you know, exercise is work, you know, it's more that sense of like, it's hard work. So, but you know, some people can't avoid it. And if you can't avoid it, can you put a screen up between it? You know, right. same goes for spiritual altars. You know, I had one lady who had a massive altar beside her bed on one side of her bed, it basically took her whole oh. bedside table. And, um, I was like, this is, there's three people in this relationship. There's like your spirituality and your husband, you know, we need to either create a new space for that or, you know, create a boundary with it. So we found a new space in her house that it suited. And literally a week later, she was like, I can't believe the change in my relationship. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And just something so simple as just moving something out of the room and somewhere else. You're not even saying like, get rid of it, just move it to a different location. Now, for, sure. um, for children's rooms, like what would you suggest to have like peace in a child's room for them to be able to get, you know, really great sleep? So one thing I did mention in the parents' room is the same for kids is nothing under the bed. Okay. So no, and even if the bed has those cupboards or drawers, like um, just having like maybe storing linen under the bed, but nothing that's emotive or, you know, has, you know, the things I've found under people's beds, you know, broken computers, love letters from exes from 15 years ago and, you know, worn out shoes, you know, all that stuff that's just like really gets very stuck. So that's disturbing Mm -hmm. sleep. Same goes for under kids' beds, no storage. Um, And a good solid bed is important with a good headboard. That's, you know, important for everybody essentially. The position of the bed is another thing, um, especially in children's bedrooms. I like to focus on having their head to the wall and they can see the door okay. so they can see what's coming. So they're feeling that sense of support from a headboard and see what's coming. Um, and then I'm, I'm, there's a few bed types that I'm not a fan of, like racing car beds. No, like it's a fire element. It's anger. It's aggression. It's okay. burnout. Okay. It's fury. You know, what are the colors that you associate with red? Right, they right. see red. Then you're like, why is my child aggressive? And why are they not sleeping? They're sleeping in a racing car. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? So um, that and, you know, if, if someone's listening, they have one of those beds. You know, one of my clients recently, their, their son had it and he was just coming to the age where he was going to get a new bed anyways. You know, right, so if it right. is the case, maybe you can change the color, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, for, for for the while. Um, I'm not a big fan of bunk beds either. Yes, yeah, so so, I was going to say my know, daughter has a loft bed. So yeah, underneath hers I, is her desk. Yes. And, you know, I think from a space um 
from a space perspective, if that's the only thing that you can fit and it gives the desk underneath, it's 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 not the best. But if it's possible to have like a separate desk and a bed in another space, like I would be kind of putting that out there as a longer term solution. Um, because under the basically all her homework and all her work is she sleeping underneath it or sleeping mm. over it. So it's going to be hard to have a more restful night's sleep. Okay. Um, if you can't change it for now, um, bringing some, uh, you know, maybe bringing some big some rose quartz or some stones from the beach on four corners of the bed so it feels more grounded and earthed and they can they can feel a little bit disconnected because they're okay. so high up that right. there can be a sense of disconnection right um and then you know if you do have that stuff underneath like minimizing as much as possible um for sure will be important um and then like children's bedrooms i also find they're not a t- they're not a, they're not essentially decorated for peace and relaxation Mm. you know they're often pretty busy in terms of even the colors and the decor can be just a little bit too much you know even just yourself like walking in and be like would I sleep in here you know is this bright pink wall like again more fire element or is it like really dark blue so then it's really yin and it's dark and can be quite on like dark blue is emotions it can also be quite fearful it can also be um you know not as energetic so it's not as much light so yeah. i would i would really encourage to more neutral colors in the bedroom and avoid the duvet covers and quilts with all of the you know superheroes and posters all over the place it's, it's very busy and it's not a sense it's not that helpful um, yeah. and i think it all depends on like the age of the children you know if you have children that want to put things up on their walls give them a designated space you know give them here's a cork board and you can put whatever you want on that cork board don't hang it over their head just have it somewhere they can have it and um and then the other the rest of the walls are left like nice and clear and have a family photo in your bedroom like have a picture of the family all together on a great day in the bedroom okay okay awesome yeah I love that um yeah, I've definitely – my daughter's definitely put stuff all over the wall, and then we just redid her room, and she hasn't, and it stayed nice and clean, and I swear it's so much nicer just walking in and not having, like, just, like, bam, everything, you know, like, yeah. right there on the wall. I mean, it's helped me. I feel like the other wall was giving me anxiety. I don't know about her, but I'm sure it must have been at least a little bit. Um, yeah, for sure. And you just felt it. You are like, so it's like, bam, exactly, you know. And, and this is where we have to also, like – you know, tend to our own bedroom, make it feel like a sanctuary. And then, you know, they'll just pick that up as well. Like, is it well tended to? Is it nice? You know, does it feel zen and relaxed? And yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, this is all like amazing advice. I can't wait to get started on it. So tell us a little bit about Powerhouse and like what you do within Powerhouse. Yeah, sure. So um, my members come into our community and um, they actually submit information about their home. So um, it's a bit, it's a unique version of an online program because essentially you still get like customized um, and personal feedback on your home. So you'll send in your information, we'll create your personal report and tell you what you need to do in your house to balance it. And you work through the program to learn how to implement and how to you know upgrade and 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 
you know, feng shui the space eventually. Um, And it's just a journey. We have a beautiful community of women from all over the world. We have seven days a week support in our community. And um, that's what's been just so fun is just a lot of, you know, women with a bigger picture for their lives that want to step up, that want to create an an environment that's harmonious for themselves and their Mm. family. And you know, it's been so fun because you said that you work with, um, you know, moms who are like expecting or just yeah. postpartum. You know, we have, you know, women who've come in who've like manifested babies or ones that have yes. have little kids and we're functioning, functioning the little bed, uh, their little bedrooms to get better sleep. Or then we're yes. helping others like get better grades in school by setting up their class, their their desks. Okay. We see we've just seen it all the way through to other moms who are in our community that have their children, you know, getting into the universities that they want to. Yes. And like, what do I need to do to set up my space for this or set them up for this or to help them get the school they want? And so it's a very, you know, vast and um, beautiful journey that we've seen, you know, all the the moms go through, but also their kids as well. Yeah, I love that. Now, where do you see yourself in your business, you know, five to 10 years from now? What do you want to do? Um, What do I want to do? So we've just re-recorded our powerhouse program. And um, to be honest, I just really want to get it out to more people. Like um, I'm really committed to this program and to um, helping more women become powerhouses and use this practice to support them to flourish. So I know I do have like one, I definitely have another book in me that I'm going to be working on in the next couple of this, this year, come next year and started to come through this year. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of internal feng shui and the external, like supporting women to one set up their home and then to flourish themselves so I just see myself doing that amazing (laughs) maybe living in Greece in the summer I know I was gonna say you I love the travel now what are the books that you have so far I know you've written two books what are the names of those Mm -hmm. books so I've written a book called A Happy Home, okay. um, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life. And I also wrote a book of how to become a business powerhouse using feng shui. Okay. Uh, and I, I wrote that because I have a lot of entrepreneurial friends and they used to be talking about different things going on in their businesses. And I was like, oh man, like I bet you it's some, I bet you something. And a lot of the online entrepreneurs I knew all worked from home. And I was like, yes. oh my God, if we just feng shui their house, like this is going to change. And yes. they're going to get, you know, they'd be like, I have staff problems or employee thing. I'm like, oh, I just wish I could give her the remedy, like do her feng shui report and be like, well, that's going to help there yes. because it helps on a personal, but also on a career and business aspect as well. So that's really to reframe that. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, do you think the books are a great place to start um, to read them and then kind of move on to powerhouse and get a report? Yeah, sure. and- so there's tons of resources. The first is obviously I have my books or you can come onto my podcast, um, Powerhouse Feng Shui. And then I have um, a mini course that I've created, which is called Feng Shui 101. And that is a really easy way to step in and learn more about Feng Shui. Okay. It's $9. It's available on my website and it kind of gives you a big introduction to Feng Shui, how it works, but also some um, you know action steps to get started with it. Awesome. Now, what yeah. is your what is your website so I can link it below? Where can we find yeah, you? Yes, so my website is trishalohan.com. Okay. All right. Awesome. And on yeah. Instagram or is that your major social media platform? trishalohan.com is also my Instagram. That's my personal Instagram. And then I have Powerhouse Feng Shui for work. But if you go to Patricia Lohan on Instagram, you'll see the Powerhouse one there as well. Okay. Perfect. Well, I know I'm so inspired and I can't wait to do your one-on-one class and 
Pro- probably your powerhouse class as well, because now my husband's like inspired too after I was talking about all of this. So I can't Amazing. wait to create better energy in my home. I think it's it's so cool. And like I said, I work with children, you know, on their sleep. And I think, you know, just all you said about the bedroom, I think that could be so helpful, um, you know, with sleep so and just... Yeah, and just for us as adults too, you know, just to get better sleep for ourselves as well. Well, thank you so much, Patricia. This was wonderful. Um, And I can't wait to share and get you out there. Thanks a million. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm sorry you lost your power too. I hope that comes back soon. It's all good. And the storm's gone. Okay. So it's like it just came so quick, but I'd say it's just going to keep going it's uh it's the it's just the season for it now coming in in Greece we've been blessed all of October so far so oh that's good well I hope your furniture is okay that was flying all around <laughs> I know I was like what the hell <laughs> now you can go check it <laughs> exactly exactly well thank, thank you, you so much. much it was great um, to meet you yeah you too and let us know if you need anything from myself or the team um and listen when it goes live and we'll share it with our community yes yes definitely i'll get all the links and link that all below so everyone can find you and yeah it's going to be great thank you so much perfect thanks a million megan have an amazing day you too bye